I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive for season five of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. Thank you. All um, right. We are busy little bees these days. We have our first kind of concert of our uh, cumulative works uh, called Find Your Light. And I'm sure if you're a listener to this show, you know, we've told you about it. It's happening coming up uh, soon, February 6th. Yep, just in time for Valentine's Day. At the Lyceum in Alexandria, Virginia, in Old Town Alexandria. Um, It is sold out. So that is uh, exciting. Uh, We have incredibly talented cast. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have some videos come out of that night. Um, Maybe for especially our Patreon uh, supporters. We do have a Patreon if you have not heard. Um, You can find exclusive stuff that nobody else gets. You get it first. And who knows? Maybe Find Your Light will probably show up on the Patreon first. So... You want to f- watch that exciting evening with Natasha Diaz, Susan Derry. You know what and, to do. And Katie Mariko Murray with a four-piece band, 60 candles. It's going to be beautiful. Anyway, we, that's that's our kind of crass commercial announcements up front. We are very excited because today on the podcast, we are talking to the new head of the theater department. Well, it's not new. He's been there a couple years, but, you know, new to us. Um, basically, uh, the new Hal in all kind of of the older listeners' mindset, Kevin Covert. Um, we're gonna ask him all about SU today and his journey, how he got there, um, and yeah, it's it's a blast. So uh, we are gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm good. I am sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Hi, Matt Connor. Um, our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Hi, Hi, how are you? Good, Ryan. How are you? Good, good. And then uh, a, a special guest. A special guest, Uh-oh. another SU alum, Adam Tackett. Hi, Hi Adam. Hello. How are you? Good. Adam is in town uh, with the, the Wicked at the Kennedy Center. And Amazing. this was a last-minute surprise. Uh, He's hey. doing his one-man show called Wicked. <laughs> awesome. Are you are you in the cast? What are you doing? In the I'm cast? not. I work for Universal Pictures, oh, uh, and I'm a production health and safety manager now. And I Wicked's one of the things I look after. Wicked things, yeah. Awesome. Um, Kevin. Yeah. Where are you right now? Right now, I'm in my home in Winchester, Virginia. Where do you want to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, on on Saturday I'm going to Isla Mujeres in Mexico, so that's really where I want to be. So, oh wow, yeah, well, just a little vacation be, before the semester starts. Where, where are you going? Isla Mujeres. It's a it's an island off of Cancun. Oh, nice. Yeah, a lot of golf carts and stuff. Like people don't really drive there. <clears throat> Kevin, are you originally from the Winchester area? Strangely, I am. I, I'm from Winchester. And if you had told me on the steps of John Hanley High School at my high school graduation that years later I would come back to head up the music theater program at Shenandoah, I've told you to jump in a lake. <laughs> but <laughs> but I am from the Winchester. I'm a graduate of John Hanley High School in Winchester, yes. Um, that's Matthew was a, a, a Winchester, Stephen City resident. But you were a James Wood guy, right? Yeah, we were rivals. Rivals, right. Yeah, you're probably you were, younger you, than me, so you know. You were the what, maroon and gold? 
No, maroon and white. Maroon and white, and we were blue and gold. Blue and gold, yeah. Now there are like four high schools here. Oh my gosh. I was just having a discussion with my parents, and I was like, isn't it weird how everybody like hates each other in high school if they're rivals, <laughs> and they don't even like know each other, just like, oh my God, look, it's the Hanley bus. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, learning tribalism very early. Yeah. yeah right. Our totally. team's the best. Totally. Well, well, Kevin, yeah. did you perform a lot at Hanley when you were at the at the high school? You know, growing up, I I started out mainly dancing with a, a wonderful woman named Sharon Cyrus Boyd, who sort of got me like you know interested in the arts. And there were, there used to be an equity theater in Middletown called Wayside Theater. I don't know if you ever worked there, Matt. But yeah, I worked there. Um, I auditioned. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and, I, and I, so, so I did a lot of shows there. Like if they needed a kid in a show, like I did Life with Father there and I did a couple of um, children's shows there. And I did A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. Uh, so I sort of dipped my toe in that. So I was always like acting and I was always dancing. Singing, I was like in the choir, but like I, I was more passionate about acting and dancing. But when it came time to decide, you know, what am I going to do with for a degree in college, you know, someone at Wayside was like, you should look into musical theater programs. And I was like, well, I've never really like taken singing all that seriously. But so we, I think my mom hired me a coach who was a student at Shenandoah at the time, just to basically to get some audition material together and set off on the little, you know, BFA journey. Um, very graciously got offered a lovely scholarship at Shenandoah but looked at my mom and said I, I can't go to college in Winchester Virginia <laughs> like I gotta I gotta get out of here um so you know that's sort of how I sort of began the journey so I, I ended up going to Florida State University of Tallahassee <clears throat> got my BFA MT there um so Florida FSU uh, uh and and after Florida was what for you so my last semester in college, I was I was a four and a half year, you know, like I graduated in December. And wait, um, so when you go to, when you go to school in Florida, like is every spring break like basically a twenty minute trip to the beach? <laughs> well, Florida Florida State's in Tallahassee, which is like at the top of the state. It's it's more like fifteen minutes from Georgia. Um, like the closest beach is probably like an hour and a half. But yeah, definitely in my time there, like we would go down to Fort Lauderdale. That's probably like a seven hour drive. I mean, it wasn't, there aren't crazy beaches near FSU. Um, uh, Tallahassee, is that that's the capital of Florida? That's the capital of Florida, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Ryan um, wants to be on Jeopardy. Very nice, very nice. What so, is Tallahassee? <laughs> <laughs> keep it classy, Tallahassee. And a um, shout out to Karina Nushu, an SU alum who works at Jeopardy. Oh, cool. Awesome. I love that. Um, so, oh, my last semester at Florida State, I went to New York to over like a, a, like a long weekend that I had because my mom was like, what are you going to do when you graduate? And I was like, uh, I don't know. She's like, well, maybe you should go to New York and like find a place to live or something. So I like went and like couch surfed for like four or five nights. And a friend of mine was auditioning for the national tour of Grand Hotel. And I was like, well, can I tag along? And they were like, well, I guess. So, you know, like I went and I ended up auditioning for this national tour. You got a callback, got another callback, got another callback, went back to Tallahassee. This is, of course, in the covered wagon days, you know, when cell phones didn't exist. And I was in the fine arts building and my roommate like comes running and she's like, there's a message for you from like the Grand Hotel people on our, on our voicemail. And I'm like, what? So I ended up getting the National Tour of Grand Hotel while I was in my last semester of college. So my professors are super awesome and let me take my exams early and I left and you know embarked on that journey. The Grand Hotel is a wonderful, wonderful show. Oh, you know what? We haven't done it at Shenandoah. It's never been done at Shenandoah. It comes up every year we discuss it and I feel like it's gonna happen at some point. I have been I, able I, to- I love the show. I've been in that cast uh, at regionally at Signature Theater years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, uh, we were doing that show during 9-11. Oh, wow. I know. And the first show back was like, ugh. I wish I was doing yeah. Oklahoma. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I have a question kidding, about yeah. doing Grand Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Was it weird 
doing Grand Hotel and then going back to a hotel? <laughs> Gosh, you know, I never really thought about that. Uh, <laughs> it's just weird. I, I remember the weirdest thing being like, I had no idea. I'd never toured before, obviously. So like, I, I come with like, you know, you know, all my life, like literally my life, I've got like two large suitcases and duffel bags. And, and there was a woman who was, you know, an, an old tour gal. And, she, and I was like, can I get a little help here? And she was like, you brought it, you luck it. So like, <laughs> I remember like three months into the Grand Hotel tour, I was down to like one carry on and one like suitcase. I mean, you know, touring life, I don't know, I'm sure you guys have toured, but like, you know, it's crazy. I mean, it's like, did you ever? Did you have a favorite city uh, that you guys sat down in? Oh God! You know, yes. I mean, I've done a lot of tours. So I did the Grand Hotel tour, then I did the 50th anniversary of Oklahoma, then I did South Pacific with Robert Goulet. It was his last show. I did Cats for two years, many, many years, and many pounds ago. Um, uh, uh, who are you in Cats? I was a swing, which is oh, the no. hardest job in show business to swing cats. Um, Wait, I did Cats. I was on the tour of Cats for two years as well. Wait, what years? Um, uh, like early 2000s. Oh, um, I, was, I was gone, baby. I did it in 95 to 97. All right. I probably saw you. Yeah. <laughs> I, was a, I was a swing, but I mainly covered uh, Monkey's Trap and the Rum Tum Tugger. Oh, fun. Uh, so through those, all those crazy tours, I've been to every state except Alaska. Can you believe it? Wow. Um, and probably my favorite cities, and, and I don't say this lightly, being a Virginian, being from the Old Dominion, I, I honestly think Virginia is the prettiest state in, in, the, in the country. I really do. Uh, but favorite cities, I loved Portland, Oregon. I, I would go back there any, any old time. Uh, of course, the Riverwalk in San Antonio is fun. Uh, Nashville is a great city. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just you know, getting to see the country that way when you're younger is like, there's nothing better. Like, I mean, you know, you're basically getting to see all these places while you're working, doing what you love. So, yeah. So then, yeah, you got a question, right? I was going to say, and that's back when you actually had to like get a like a phone card. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I can remember, like, you know, your phone card number was like 28 digits long. You know, like, <laughs> crazy. So, was touring life a thing that you did for a while? Then, I mean. Mm -hmm. That, that was like I, I did Grand Hotel Oklahoma back to back and then I got off the Oklahoma tour and I was in New York for probably about four or five months when I got cats and so then I left for I did cats for two years uh, and then left cats did an off-Broadway production of the Pirates of Penzance oh nice which was really cool it was like this interactive production it was down in the South Street Seaport on a ship and like oh, every cool. and like every like number like moved to a different part of the ship and the people that did it like they made they took every song and made each song a different uh genre so there was like a gospel like a poor wandering one was a gospel number nice. montego glover who i went to florida state with and then ended up doing memphis with on broadway she won the drama desk in the and the outer critics that lost the Tony to Catherine Zeta Jones. Um, she was able to, like, the poor wandering one was like a, a gospel number. And, and I was a sister, and the sisters were a cheerleading squad. And then I also was, then I yeah. left, left being a sister and became the sergeant of police. It was a really cool <laughs> experience. So I did that, and then I left, I left that to do the national tour of South Pacific. And then. What was after that? South Pacific. <clears throat> South Pacific closed. Uh, South Pacific was during 9-11. I mean, we, we left the week after 9-11. It was insane. Um, it was an insane time to be traveling on planes, obviously. And uh, so I did that tour for about a year and 10 months with the promise that it was going to go to Broadway. And then about two months before it closed, I said, yeah, it's not going. Um, and then, oh gosh, what did I do after that? Oh. A lot of regional great stuff like Sacramento Music Circus and Goodspeed and and then I was at Goodspeed doing Call Me Madam uh, when I got the audition for Spamalot and you know drove back into the city for the, the auditions and the callbacks for Spamalot and I made my Broadway debut. I was in the original cast of Spamalot, so that very cool, nice. 
Very, very nice. With the late, great Mike Nichols, uh, who was literally the best gift in the whole wide world. And he was just an incredible director, an incredible human being, an incredible educator. Uh, how was uh, Eric Idle? Did you get to meet him? Oh, gosh. Yeah, he was there every day. Awesome. <laughs> Eric Idle is exactly how you think Eric Idle would be. He's awesome. And like, his, his mind never stops working and the jokes never stop coming. And like, yeah, and he it was such a passion project for him, you know, making that into a musical. And it's interesting because I wasn't a my head or whatever their, their fans are called growing up. And then when I got the audition for the show, I was like, well, I guess I should watch this movie. And literally after I watched it, I was like, how in the world has this escaped? It's exactly my sense of humor. Like, I mean, how has this escaped me my entire life? I don't know. So, so you know, working on that with Mike and, and Eric and, and it was Casey Nicolau's first Broadway show as a choreographer before and he. Sarah Ramirez, is that right? Sada, Sada, Sada. Ramirez. Yep. Yep. And she, she did. And the day after the Tonys, or the Tuesday, so the Tonys are on Sunday, Monday's the day off. On Tuesday, I walked into the Schubert Theater and I'm six foot two, and there were two stacks of scripts as tall as I am, all for her. Like, from you know, movie movie studios and TV people and da da and Shonda Rhimes wanted to create like a a show for her. Wow! And she said, "Don't do that. I wanna I wanna be on Grey's Anatomy." <laughs> so, <laughs> boom, she was on Grey's Anatomy, Callie Torres for like wow. ten years. Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> Very crazy. How long were you in New York? In New York. Like total, oh gosh, why are you gonna age me? Um, Didn't we meet one time on a train coming back? We met on a train. I think I was coming home for Christmas, maybe. And and I was returning back to my home near Washington, like probably in Arlington. Right. I don't know if I was up up there for the Ted Shen Award because I definitely wasn't seeing a show. I was up there for some specific reason. And I remember from the back of the train, someone saying, is that Matt Connor? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, oh, weird. What? I, do, do I owe somebody $20? Right, right. Are you from Visa? Right. Um, yeah, I don't remember what year that was. I, I, All in all, I was in New York for, I guess, almost 16, 17 years, I think. Yeah. Well, let, let's talk about your um, Shenandoah days yeah. now. Like you found this journey and this mm-hmm. journey found you. Right. Um, so just tell us about that. Sure. So uh, the last Broadway show I was in was How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Uh, the, the last revival with Daniel Radcliffe and Nick Jonas and John Larroquette. And, you know, I, I would say I did three Broadway shows. I was in the original cast of Spamalot and I left that to do Memphis. And I did Memphis. I left Memphis to do How to Succeed. And then How to Succeed left me. <laughs> like, I was still in the show when it closed. Right. Um, and, you know, on the way to the closing night party, I got a message from my agent with an audition, like, on Tuesday or Wednesday or something, for Rob Ashford, who was the director and choreographer of How to Succeed. And I went up to him at the party, and I was like, what the, what the hell is this? You know, like, I mean... <laughs> He was like, oh, you know how it is. You know, everybody needs to see you. And I was like, okay. And I went home that night and I was like, you know what? I need a second. I need a moment. Like, like I've been doing this for a very, very long time. And I just, you know, and I not going to say I was burned out, but like, I was restless. I mean, I was growing a little leery of New York. I never, never, ever thought I would live in New York always. Like, um, I always knew it was a means to an end, like the, the need to live in the city more than the desire to live in the city. Um, and I said, you know, I called my agents. I said, I'm going to take a little break. And I had called my alma mater, FSU, and they asked me to come back to be a guest artist that fall semester. So, you know, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go teach, you know, choreograph a show, be in the show down there as a guest artist, blah, blah, blah. So I did that and I really fell in love with the teaching aspect of it. And I remember my mentor, Kate Gillibert, who's the head of the program there, saying to me, you know, I knew, I knew that this would always, at some point this would be part of your life. Like 
this. And because I loved, you know, young kids, college kids, if you if you guys remember, can remember, they have all of the hope and none of the cynicism that comes with like living in New York year after year, right? That the, the city will wear you down, right? And so it was just, I, and I, I kind of like this fire grew within me. I was like, I remember this. I remember wanting to be better. How do I get better? Like, you know, what can I learn? So I just really fell in love with it. And like the class I was teaching there, like the kids were getting better and they were like responding to me. And I was like, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to give this a whirl. So I sort of started teaching around the country, like throwing my name out there and then come do a workshop, blah, blah, blah. And then a friend of mine sent me a link like a text with a link, it said, this job sounds great for you. And I clicked on the link and it was the job I'm in now, the director of music theater, Shenandoah. And I was like, that can't be it. I was like, I, was, I'm, I can't move back to Winchester, Virginia, can I? That's not in the cards. And I thought, well, hell. Right beside Hanley. <laughs> right beside Hanley. And so I, well, you know, this is what I've said. I'm you know, interested in doing. So I applied thinking there's no way in hell that they'll, they'll hire me. I've never, you know, really had any sort of, you know, I wasn't an educator. I was, you know, I was a, an actor. Um, went through a couple of, you know, uh, interviews. Got asked to come to campus. It was the most insane 48 hours of my life. It was like, you know, picked me up at the airport, got to campus, toured the campus, which I was like, what the hell? When I left Winchester, you know, in all four, it was like, you know, the Shenandoah was three buildings. <laughs> I was like, right. and I was like, oh my God, it's this beautiful, really lovely, quaint campus. I taught like four classes in a row or something. It was ridiculous. Had meetings with, you know, the president and the dean and lunches. And next thing you know, I was back, you know, in the car, back on my way. And, and like a week later, they called and, you know, said you're the guy and I was like oh okay and so you know I went through the excitement of it like the possibility of it and then the freaking out like calling my friends like am I crazy to leave and one of my best friends his name is Justin Bohan he was like do you want to be in another Broadway show you can be in another Broadway show are you happy is that gonna make you happy like it seems like this really is fueling you and I called my amazing agent and said at the time the gauge group now it's brs gauge and and they were so supportive they were like go do it if you hate it come back if you love it you love it i mean it just seemed like the right thing to do and of course my family was super ecstatic you know like that i'd be moving back here and so i did i took this like huge leap of faith and it was seven years ago and i can't believe it's been seven years sometimes it feels like seven minutes Sometimes it feels like seven minutes underwater. <laughs> um, but like seventeen minutes, <laughs> right? So that's sort of like how it all happened. And so, with your now wonderful, beautiful journey of seeing the nation, and living in New York, and doing the Broadway, and knowing really kind of the ins and outs of several different windows of uh, being a professional performer, mm -hmm. when you get to the school. Do you look at all of the classes and realize that your influence is going to kind of bring every or things kind of up to date of like, okay, well, this is really what's happening now. Right. We should rearrange this. Actually, this class is really, really great. Right. I mean, how right. do you do that? Well, one of the caveats of me even accepting the job was that I got to restructure the curriculum. I, I, when I was here doing my interview, I looked at the curriculum. It was very antiquated in my opinion. And I said, this is not what's happening now. We need to be training these students equally in all three disciplines of musical theater. Um, and they were very supportive of it. I mean, it took a lot of work to do it. I'm not gonna lie. I spent a lot of nights up to like four and five in the morning trying to go through the, you know, academic part of like switching this and switching that. And Matt Edwards, who's the head of our empty voice department was right by my side and we did it. And they're very good here one of the things that's cool about Shenandoah that you don't get it at like a big state school is if we see something that needs to be done, if we need to pivot and swivel, they're very good about letting us say, okay, let's try this class and let, this isn't working. They're very, very good about that. They were very generous to let me do that. So 
that was a caveat of me taking the job. And the second caveat was I said, I don't want to be the cutest little MT program in Virginia. Like if I'm doing this, I'm, I'm by my very nature competitive. I want to, I want to be a player. I like, you know, you all have such a wonderful reputation. So many amazing alumni. I felt like when I came in, Shenandoah was sort of a little bit under the, had been under the radar for a little bit. And I was like, let's, let's put her back on the map. You know what I mean? Let's like, let's be aggressive. Let's go after the talent. Let's like figure out who we're hiring when we're hiring people, you know, so they've been so supportive of, of it all. And I, I'm so lucky to have Matt Edwards, who's literally one of the best voice teachers out there. When, we, that, when we came down and did our uh, show, mm -hmm. Uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow was right, right, right. Mm -hmm. like, of course, we were going in without, you know, with our years of like knowing what Shendell was. But when sure. when the uh, students were auditioning, we were like, holy crap. Yeah. Great. What's going on? Everyone. I remember when, when I was in that gray area of like, I think she's belting. <laughs> she's belting or mixing or scrolling she's using uh, her head voice right, right. and we worked with the great uh, Matt Edwards when we were there yeah. on that show and he was so freaking oh, talented yeah. amazing and, yeah. and enthusiastic yeah and really like you know he was the one who had his eye that was like wait a second all these shows are being written by pop rock stars with pop influence and so and he sort of really dug in there, which was was great, you know. Um, and then in my time here, we've been lucky enough to hire Shiloh Martinez as our director of MT Dance. And Shiloh is a Broadway that herself, you know, she was in Wicked and Moving Out and Cats and Cats, yeah. And then four years ago, we were looking for a new music director, um, and I was on the search committee. And you know, you get all these resumes and da da da, pouring through them, and I. Click on this name. It says Patrick Brady, and I thought, wouldn't it be funny if it was Patrick Brady from Broadway, like no. the music director Patrick Brady? And I clicked on it. I was like, oh my god, it's Patrick Brady from Broadway. Um, and you know, Patrick was the original music director and conductor of the producers, Young Frankenstein, Fosse, Triumph of Love, Big, and he's worked on like nine zillion Broadways. And he had decided after Young Frankenstein that he didn't want to do eight shows a week. You know for numbers of years anymore. And he applied for this job. And I, I, I feel, I call it my winning lottery ticket. I mean, he, the man is a bona fide genius and what he does for the students is incredible. His, he teaches music theater history and it's so popular at Shenandoah that like business majors and nursing majors take it. Oh, that's like, awesome. <laughs> I mean, and just his knowledge and his, you know, his connections and it's like, so sort of gathering this team over the last four or five years has been kind of amazing as well, because, you know, it's, it's so important to be a great educator, but this business, you know, you got to know how this business works. Yeah. And so having Patrick and Matt and Shiloh, you know, it's just, you know, I think it's our job to keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening in, in the industry and to yeah. be able to like adjust what we're doing to help the student. Right. Yeah. And, and it's great because everyone has these amazing connections and everyone still works in the summers and assisting people. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's just invaluable to the students. And they're also great educators. We've even picked up, I don't know if the wonderful Mary Robert was here when you all were there. But she's, yes. She's still here and she's just a gem. She and I are getting ready to start work on the apple tree in the spring. And, uh, then we have Nancy Anderson. Do you know who Nancy Anderson is? Yes. She's on our voice faculty. She's one of our voice teachers now. I mean, like, I mean, it's just, we just keep picking up these amazing people along the way. And then the students are just killing it, you know, as they graduate. Like, I was just on the phone last night. Um, they, they made a musical version of The Outsiders, uh, which is in La Jolla right now. And two of our recent alum, Brody Grant, uh, is playing Pony Boy. And... Kiki Lemieux is playing Marsha. Uh, so I don't know who just... Brody Grant is, but the name sounds like it's a star. <laughs> did you all, did any of you see the uh, parade at Encores? No, we had um, um, a student of Matt's was in the parade at Encores though. We oh, wish we could have gone. Oh, Brody was the young soldier at the beginning that sings Old Red Hills of Home. Oh, like, nice. Yeah. Who was your student, Matt? Um, her name is Sophia Manicone. I'm obsessed with her. She's from, you know, she's from here. Yeah, and she auditioned for us 
in Dallas, and I love her. Okay, so so here's the truth, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use that F word. So if you don't like the F word, it's time mm-hmm. for you to come back to the podcast in a little bit. Right, right, right. But um, she came and auditioned for me when I was directing Ruthless, and in Ruthless, the girl has to say, well, I can just say the F word. The girl has to say the F word. Right. And Sophia, well, uh, so Sophia was like maybe, I don't know, 15? No, she mm-hmm. was younger than that. Younger? Yeah. I can't remember. The pandemic has made me forget everything. She was like exactly. nine at the time. Anyway, she? she was very young, but she had this very uh, honest belt that was kind of like, oh, where's, where's that coming from? Right. And so I went to her mom and I said, hey, uh, Becky, um, Sophia's got to say fuck on stage. <laughs> is, is that okay? And she said, you know, Matt, she's seeing people getting killed on television. I think it's fine. <laughs> and I it. knew then. And then one time we were in rehearsal, I said, uh, I was joking, but I was like, um, Sophia, this is a very religious moment. Who do you pray to? And she said, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not religious. Nine, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it. Uh, no, but we, she... we've done four shows together. Oh my God! I well, you listen. Put in a good word for me, <laughs> because we really, really love her. So I'm gonna call her and say, "Look, girl, here you've got two choices." <laughs> Is she gonna do the uh, Broadway run? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Brody yeah. sadly can't because he's in La Jolla doing the uh, Outsiders. So that's so it's such an interesting uh, choice uh, to make a musical. I mean, with all that kind of young energy and everything. Yeah. Uh, do you know who's writing it? Jamestown Revival wrote the music. Huh. Um, who wrote the book? Adam Rapp wrote the book. Oh, wow. Well, that's, that's, I think that's a really fat, I love that film. So, and, um, uh, uh, Lion King. Who directed The Lion King? Julie Taymor's daughter. Julie Taymor, yeah, thank you. Daughter is directing it. Oh, oh. wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it sounds, you know, really exciting so i'm actually going to go out there over spring break and support and see so i'll let you know yeah please do um god it's such a small world that you know sophia of course you do so hey let's talk about the the you know the elephant in the room with the pandemic uh how in the world I mean, everyone, of course, caught on eventually that we need, needed Zoom and blah, blah, blah. But how in the world did you, let's just talk about that. You've got so many students. I guess there was one class that maybe didn't get to walk. So, okay. So we were on spring break. I was in New York seeing like everything in the whole wide world, you know, over spring break, like just having a great theater trip. And I, I saw... What was it? Right before the the shutdown, I saw both parts of um, what was the play? One best play, The Inheritance. The Inheritance. I'd seen. I went to the matinee, and then I, you know, went dinner, and then I went to the evening, and then the next day everything shut down. I was supposed to see Mrs. Doubtfire that night, and I thought I got to get out of here. Um, I got on a train back back to DC, and and like literally on that train ride, like got an email saying, you know, we're going to switch to Zoom for two weeks. And I was like, what the hell is Zoom? I thought Zoom was a TV show. Um, <laughs> for kids. And, for kids. And got home and about eight days later got COVID. Like, I mean, so I was down for the count for a couple of weeks. And and we're trying to figure out this Zoom thing. And like, I'm like, how do you teach musical theater on Zoom? And these poor seniors, like, you know, I mean... They were in the, we were in the, in, in the spring, we always bring ca- casting directors and talent agents to the campus, you know, to work with the kids and try and get them signed. And, you know, that was, of course, came to a halt, but we were still doing it on Zoom, but like who was really signing anyone because, you know, what, no one knew what the world was going on. Those kids obviously didn't get to walk, um, you know, sort of a virtual graduation and and you know, spent the entire. No one had the summer off. Like, you know, one of the great things about being a teacher is sometimes you could get a few months to recuperate in the summer. And I mean, we worked the entire summer to figure out how the fall was going to look. I mean, sure. you know, with masks and social distancing, and how are how are things going to work? You know, how is my scene study class going to work? Or how am I how am I going to coach people wearing a mask or whatever? And sort of figured it out that like. 
you know, everyone was in their apartments in my class and we would zoom in and, you know, we would be doing zoom coachings or, and then like, how do we do shows? And so we were, obviously we did like, couldn't do a show show because only one person could be on stage at a time. So we did this pretty awesome, like cool Rogers and Hammerstein review, but took two days and 12 hours a day to film. Cause you know, you would come in, you, you took your code test, you tested negative, you got three shots at the song. The orchestra was in another room. I mean, that was it. Off you go. Then we had to leave, let the air clear. I mean, it was just insanity. Like, you know, for a year, like masks, masks, masks. And, you know, and but still trying to like engage and then learning the art of the self tape, of course, you know, like that's a whole new thing that's here to stay, right? So, um, right. So, with that, I guess the whole industry, like the rest of the world, has probably changed. So, not only has that changed the industry, but probably changed how we now use that probably there at the university. Like, do people do more digital content or do we try to make sure that we know how? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've added modules in all of my MT classes about self-taping. And we we have Rachel Hoffman, who's a big... My ex-roommate. Oh, uh, amen. She, she uh, directs our showcase like she's oh really show. yeah the past couple of years she and justin nice. bohan uh and she does workshops about how to self-tape and then in every class we have the kids submit self-tape auditions to different agents and then they have workshops with agents that's freshmen sophomores juniors and seniors all do that sort of like what are we doing right what are we doing wrong and of course i don't know if any of you went to school with jenny rabbits uh no who, Jenny is married. She's married to Alex Brightman. She's an SU alum. She uh, was casting for uh, all the Dick Wolf shows, like Law and Order and Chicago Fire and all that. Uh, just recently branched on her own. And she has been unbelievably helpful in terms of like, you know, helping these kids finesse the self-taping and how to audition for TV shows. And, so we're just trying, we just, we just kept like saying, we got to like, when I got here, I was like, we got, we, we have this arsenal. You all have this arsenal of amazing alumni that you don't celebrate. Mm -hmm. That was one thing I sort of noticed when I got here. And I was like, that's got to change. And we're still, I mean, we're still catching up. I'm like, you know, and you know, like the better they do, <laughs> the better we do. Like, I mean, so, I mean, we, so we really try to take advantage of that. Like <clears throat> just getting whoever we can get our hands on, you know, to, to help these kids, because it was, those poor kids that graduated in 2020, is, I mean, it's just, I can't imagine entering this industry at that time. Well, Kevin, fear not, Matt and I are here for you and your students. Oh, thank you. We will, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm making a pitch. Um, we, we, uh, I watched a lot of the SU content that was coming out during the pandemic and, it gave me uh, gave my heart a little bit of warmth, um, but because you know seeing anyone do anything in the middle of that was like good for you. I'm drinking box wine and crying in the corner. <laughs> you know? um, but but I but I also after feeling like that joy and pride, I kind of felt like oh my gosh, what if this was your college experience though? Right, and right. Like, not having the bonding that that we all were lucky enough to have with our fellow students and the friendships and the, you know. Right, right. Or even audiences to a certain degree, right? Right. Yeah, yeah oh yeah. For the first I mean, year, for sure, everything was, you know, submitted digitally. And do you get a sense now that you feel like we're kind of back to a new normal? Uh, yes, I mean, in terms of like last year, last year, Last year and this, last year, we did everything live and unmasked. Mm -hmm. The audience, last year, the audiences were masked. This year, the audiences are not <clears throat> required to be masked. But I mean, but last year, we were still testing, you know, up until like you know, the night before opening night, you know, a show. The testing is, we're not testing. We stopped testing in, I think, March or April. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, 
as much back to normal as I've seen it since before the pandemic, for sure. And and what are your uh, senses of like audience attendance? Is that kind of getting back to normal? For us, it was like nothing ever happened. I mean, we, really? had, to add, we had to add a show for a chorus line. We had to add a show for whatever bright star. I mean, yeah, I mean, our our our, our base has been very stuck with us and been very supportive. So awesome, yeah. What what would your advice be to my younger self? at Shenandoah when I was not really sure if New York was for me, but I really didn't know where to go outside of looking in the Washington Post for auditions for dinner theaters. <laughs> where do you begin if you aren't moving to New York? Is there a place to begin? Uh, that's an interesting question. Because um, you know, the pressure for a student in music theater is always like, well, when you, when you moved into New, to New York, right? Right. So, how do I answer this? Maybe I should have. And I, I would have been <laughs> on the, Maybe. I mean, you know. We, we, okay, so my first year here, we had about um, 230 applicants, maybe. I don't know. This year, 1,400, something like that. I mean, we, wow. so when we, when we're talking to people and we're going to auditions, we are marking ourselves as a program that is based with an eye towards New York City. Gotcha. Like if, if, if you want to come here, we want to train you to be competitive in the New York market. But, um, that having been said, of course, people get here and like, well, I don't know if I want to go to New York or da 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 da. I mean, I think, you know, it's an, uh, you take it on a case by case basis, and we certainly do research in the preparation for the theater profession class about different cities and what different cities have to offer the actor and whether you're a musical theater actor or, or a, a, a real actor, a straight actor, um, a play actor. Um, straight acting? Straight acting, there you go. I was like, well, well, it feels like now the university has uh, a feel for the pulse of the business that is not removed, you know, a decade Right. between Winchester and New York because I think when I was there maybe I was a little bit confused because I wasn't really quite sure if I was going to go to New York and audition sure. in the course of Fiorello right 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 and you know there was no camera there was no right right uh, right you know stuff so it was kind of like who am I I was the guy in course line singing who am I anyway right <laughs> so yeah I mean we try and one of the cool things about Shenandoah is you know the 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 culture of care. I mean, you know, all of our students have our phone numbers. You know, we you know we do regular checkups. You know, we like we have a really great initiative at Shandor called Being Well Together, and that doesn't just mean students and faculty; it means staff as well. Like, there's a really great sense of family and community here that I credit to Tracy Fitzsimmons, who's our president. Like, she's unbelievable. Like, so I, I always feel like if someone comes to me and says, you know, New York, I don't know, I can't move, I don't want to move to New York. Then we sit and we say, okay, then what do you want to do? Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out together. Like, I want to work for Molly Smith at Arena Stage. Right. Isn't she retiring? And see Alaska, finally. <laughs> yeah, she is retiring. Hey, so what's on the horizon right now? Like, kind of on your desk? Is there a yeah? Is there a, is a horizon we want to talk about? Well, we have an exciting spring. Um, Michael Park, you all know who Michael Park is from Dear Evan Hansen. Yep, uh, he is directing Tuck Everlasting uh, in the spring, which is which he played the dad and uh, on Broadway, and we have a great. Uh, called the Shenko New Works Initiative, New Works Incubator, excuse me, uh, where we're working with a producer in New York, people that are working, you know, on new shows, trying to get them produced. So they come, they work sort of like doing a workshop in New York City, like a three week sort of, you know, throwing songs out, you know, getting new songs. We've done four of them so far and we've was loved Kevin all Duda, Was Kevin Duda? Kevin Duda, yes. He's the producer that we're working with, yeah. So Kevin and I did West Side Story back before Jesus was born <laughs> at the Alney Theater in Maryland. Amazing, amazing. Anyway, I saw his name and I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, so I love that. Um, 
you know, we like to be the college premiere of things. We were the college premiere of American Idiot. We were the college premiere of Something Rotten. So um, there's, you know, a couple of titles out there that I'm talking to some producers about. You know, I think it's just about still, you know, focusing on what's happening in the industry, seeing what's going on and, and just trying to get the best kids here we can get to, you know, help us, you know, continue to make a great name for ourselves. Yeah, and being re relevant. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, Shannon Doe was doing DEI work before DEI work was cool. You know, so um, that's been a challenge as well since the pandemic as well, you know, sort of really understanding the things we didn't know we didn't know and sort of trying to be better and work work on those initiatives as well. So that's something that's still at the forefront of our thought process as we talk about shaping our classwork and the, the shows we're doing and you know all of that so well congratulations on everything that has happened and getting through the pandemic and just doing what you're doing there uh, like i said when we went back we were just so impressed of where the gauge had moved i was like oh wow yeah and i, I went back uh, before they started doing the podcast with the shenandoah alumni and i uh -huh. drove around the campus and i got lost <laughs> it's just so much bigger now. I didn't really, but you know, but it's sort of. It's beautiful. <laughs> You're yeah. like, where am I? So you work right. in a wonderful place. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, when I'm talking to parents about you know why come here, it's like you kind of get the best of both worlds. I mean, the community and the city itself are quaint and lovely, and you, your children are going to be safe. And then you know, we're a hop, skip, and a jump from DC, which you know, I mean, what more do you want? Like. There's so much great stuff happening in D.C. So. Yeah, and I think all of us at, at Shenandoah here in this room, we can always say that, you know, being at Shenandoah, we always felt seen. Oh, good. You know, was never lost in some big shuffle of, of heads. Everyone knew kind of who you were, and it was up to you to kind of, you know, go through the little boot camp and figure right. yourself out along with your teachers. But I loved the quaintness of the yeah. campus. When you guys were here, who was who was – who was the head of MT when you were here? How? Oh, you were all, you're all how guys. Okay. Yeah. We're all how's. How? I'm a, yeah. a matter of fact, funny story. My father's an auctioneer. Someone brought in some stuff to sell one night. And before they sold it, they started throwing away stuff. My dad went through the trash, drove to Arlington and brought me one of Mr. Herman's grade books. Wow. Someone was uh, selling some of his old belongings after he passed away and it ended up in my father's garage and upstairs in my office I have the I have the grade of like Kathy Voiko. <laughs> um isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. That's nuts. Uh -huh. Yeah and I grabbed it and I was like is this illegal? Am I supposed to have can I look at this? So you were like the Kathy Voiko Garrett Long era. Um they were they were just uh, in front of me. Um okay. I, I graduated in 97, and I think they were, I think Kathy was a junior when I came in as a freshman. Okay. Because I came to Shenandoah late. I didn't start there until I was 23. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to be a minister. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So All before right. we go. Yes. What, uh, what have you binged? lately on on t on this wonderful thing called tv and do you have okay. time you know i mean i don't typically have time during the, the, the semester but boy on my breaks i i go in i go in big time uh i just watched ted lasso i just finished the last episode of ted lasso last night um i finished the crown i watched uh i tried to watch Dahmer, but i couldn't i was like I was like, it's just, it's just I something. couldn't get into it either. It was too and something crazy. just felt wrong about watching it. So I was like, not Stephen doing that. loved it. Stephen loved it. I thought it was gross. Right, right. Uh, what else? Gosh, what else? he won the Golden Globe. He did win the Golden Globe. I watched Matilda recently. Uh, what was the great little Christmas musical that the Pasek and Paul did? Uh, oh, um, Spirited. 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 Wait, but gosh, there's got to be other TV shows I watch. Is that uh, fun, Spirited? I loved it. I thought it was really great. Uh, but Ted Lasso and the I Crown. I can't find Ted Lasso. Where is it now? Apple TV. Okay. That's and 
I don't know, maybe I'm doing something wrong because I went to school to learn how to tap. I I went on my my Apple and I could only watch the first two seasons and I started rewatching season two thinking it was season three and I got frustrated and I shut the computer. Of what? Of uh, Ted Lasso. There's only been two seasons. Is, is there only two? Yeah. <laughs> have I been, have I been, uh, honey, that's, wh- thinking. that's why you can't see the third season. Uh, could we get our check? Right. And to wrap this full circle, Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham, who plays the boss on Ted Lasso, replaced Sada Ramirez in Spamalot. Oh, nice. How about that? She's fantastic. Kevin oh, for the win. She's, she's amazing. Um, we got to get you guys to campus, like to talk to the kids and like, you know, let's collaborate on something. I'm all about collaboration and like figuring out well, paths we'll, and things we can take. We'll be in Manassas by 10. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Well, thank you so much yeah, for thank you so much, man, oh for uh, talking to us. And we will be in touch soon. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for joining us, Kevin. It was a great time. Um, and yeah, we, we look forward to, uh, we'll, we'll figure out a way we can work together and collaborate on something at SU that would yeah. be incredible. Congratulations about your journey there and everything in the future. What are you eating? I'm eating a piece of, well, I'm eating a piece of Bouchard. Uh, what, say that again? Bouchard. Is that a C-H? Bouchard. Did you not take IPA with Dr. Og? Bouchard. Oh, God. <laughs> it's chocolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can find us on social media, again, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Patreon under Connor and Smith. Connor, again, with an E-R. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Share it where you share things. Post it where you post things. Um, And uh, there is a Discord board. It has not been used that much lately. I would love to change that. Uh, so if you can and have it have the, the time of day, go on the Discord board and comment with your fellow alum and kind of start a conversation about something that was said in the podcast, etc. Um, check it out. Also, just gentle nudge, check out our Patreon if you want to become a supporter of us. We really would appreciate it. It helps us do interesting things like the upcoming concert find your light is helping fund that concert so that's all thanks to you patreon supporters thank you so much we appreciate you so much um uh that's it for this week uh we'll be back next week bye bye